everyone, and welcome to the Never Open Podcast, the podcast open to everyone, uh, except for like Vince McMahon again. What a cunt. My name is Luke. I am your host of the Never Open Podcast. I'm sorry, but he deserves it. I'm, my name is Luke, your host of the Never Open Podcast, and with me, as always, is my producer extraordinaire, Mr. Andy, and my co-host. Hello, how are you going? Hey, I'm Mr. Cunt. I mean, Mr. Andy, I'm sorry. And I'm here to talk all about New Japan. And guys, we got a good show for you tonight. We got some news. We get to talk about two fantastic G1 shows. One of mm. them that was in particular awesome. A uh, little ROH talk. And uh, I mean, you never know what else we're going to talk about. You just don't. You never know. And that's the uh, last I'm going to mention that, dude. So, uh, yeah, I, I swear, by the way, so does Mr. Andy. So be aware of that. And yes, there are ways you can contact us to complain about us swearing. If you wish to, written and voice emails can be sent to neveropenpod at gmail.com. Also, you can interact with us on the Tweety. That's uh, never, at neveropenpod. I'm there as well, uh, at grumpy2eb. And so is Mr. Guy, at Drews of the Tweets. We also have a Teespring store where you can buy stuff that will make you look never as... Uh... So there you go. I would not lie. <laughs> I, I'm not making any promises about telling the truth. <laughs> In fact, I uh, can't wait to talk about it, but uh, Greg Khan made some interesting accusations about pro wrestlers uh, in his backstage comments we'll discuss later. Ooh, I can't wait to hear more about that. So, yes, we are going to cover nights four and five of the G1 Climax 32. Also... There's uh, one major piece of news, and everyone's going to be thinking, like, I thought you weren't going to mention him again. I'm not. Clark Connors, sadly, is injured. He has a herniated disc. So uh, I don't know how long he will be out for. Hopefully it's not long because I like getting wild with the wild runner. Yeah, he says that he has sciatica, which I have that. That sucks. And uh, but this is not like he normally has that, but this is something different. And so, like, I don't know. Hopefully that herniated disc isn't the one that's like near the sciatic nerve or whatever. If it is, that's trouble, man. That's like that's just like tons of pain, you know, more more pain than any rhino should have to deal with. That's for sure. Whether they're wild or domesticated. That's right. So uh, speedy recovery. Mr. Clark Connors, my fans, and uh, we want to see you do your thing. So that's all the news I remembered to remember and write down, Mr. Andy. Do you have any news or tidbits? Yeah, that's related. So, you know, tonight, one of our favorite listeners, Jay, is at a big show, uh, The Strong High Alert, I think is what it's called, in North Carolina or one of the Carolinas. And uh, she was supposed to see Hiromu versus the wild rhino which would have been fantastic however you know when one door shuts another door opens and who knows who uh is going to step up to face hiromu and uh, i also heard some breaking news that is just like i can't believe it is that daryl takahashi has returned to new japan and he is making his like i don't think it's his america debut but it's his triumphant return to the ring uh you know tonight so that's pretty exciting i hope jay has a blast and uh hopefully we get to hear about it because this shit's pretty cool i wish i could make all those shows since i am in the united states but i'm not gonna so also jay if you uh don't want to voicey voice email it you can just type it out and i'll read it in a, a stupid voice 
I mean, uh, I'll get Makabe to read it. <laughs> yeah, or we'll be respectful and read it in a regular voice if you wish us to. If you wish, of course. <laughs> yeah. So. Absolutely. I wonder why nobody emails us. Oh, is it because <laughs> I do a stupid fucking voice every time? It might be. <laughs> That's pretty fun. Oh, my goodness. Oh, goodness. Well, Look, Luke, uh, yeah. If we can't do a respectful voice for her email, if she decides to write one, we'll just send the email to, An- uh, to Andy, your Andy, to Ian, and uh, get Reno to read it out for us. So, uh, oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah, we- Reno. You know, we ought to get Reno and Master Watto together. You know, I think I think something cool would happen when we get those two together. So maybe maybe we'll figure out a way that like Master Water could interview Reno or Vite or you know the other way around. I guess the other way around would make more sense. But then again, the other way around's funnier. So I don't know. The uh, the the gears are turning in my head. But um, <laughs> Luke, I also want to discuss something. Is that uh, I didn't watch it, but you watched the Ring of Honor Death Dishonor guy pay per view. Tell me about that. I did. So I didn't get to catch the pre-show. I did ask Mr. Ian if it was worth going back to check it out. And he was like, nah. So I didn't. Uh, Sunday mornings is like coffee with the dad, you know, every week. So uh, by the time I got home, it was time for Death Before Dishonor, the main show. And I quite enjoyed it. Now, it probably won't have, I don't know what the buzz is, but it, the last one had major surprises, which is like, um, you know, some old Joe turning up and I think that's where Regal first turned up, I think, last time. So there's no major return surprises like that. But, uh, you know, uh, it, that's fine. No, no, not every show needs something like that. As a wrestling show, though, it was good. There were some really great matches on it. Um, I really liked Serena Deeb versus Mercedes Martinez. If I could crush it, I wanted... Deep to win, so did the crowd, because they kept yelling, deep, deep, deep. But alas, that was not to be. And uh, it stayed with Mercedes Martinez. It was good. It was a good match. There's oh, the fucking tag match is just beyond insane. This, uh, the Briscoe brothers versus FTR, two out of three falls. That was absolutely insane. It was a fantastic match. Uh, F- FTR won there. It was brutal, man. They, they were all bloodied and broken and stuff. It was crazy. It was good. No, they didn't bleed blade for no reason, like uh, Mox or anything. So <laughs> <laughs> somebody looks at him and he's getting, he's like digging in his his wrist tape. Yeah, and it was a really fantastic match. Uh, maybe I'm slow on the uptake. I didn't realize I'm brothers, but it was Roosh versus Dragon Lee. The match was fucking awesome. Uh, unfortunately, Roosh won, but. Uh... The match was just fucking incredible. They smacked the shit wow. out of each other. They beat each other up. It was great. So, yeah, it was First a good Roosh match ever. Hey. But that's like, I was thinking about that because uh, you told me that match was good. And I was like, you know, like, we're going to talk about a match. I think that's very similar to that one uh, tonight, because I think that like somebody like um, uh, Dragon Lee is like a Shingo of the juniors, if that makes any sense. I understand, yeah. Uh, he did make El Toro Blanco look pretty damn good. But I have to admit, like, Bruce was pretty fine in that match as well. I guess he's not going to stiff his brother or anything like that, is he? Yeah. I mean, you know, maybe that's who you stiff. You know, I don't know. We don't know what that situation's like. But, like, it's crazy how everyone's a brother. Everyone's, like, a cousin or something like that in uh <laughs> you know, in like Lucha Libre, it's kind of that way, isn't it? Yeah. Interesting. And 
Another match I'll mention as being uh, particularly good and stood out to me was the Ring of Honor pure title match between uh, Wheeler Yuta and Daniel Garcia. During the commentary, they say that these two men last fought in, fought in a 60-minute match, and people on their Tweety were nice enough to hook me up with a link to that match, and I can hook you up with that if you're interested, but I don't think you are. But uh, Daniel Garcia and Wheeler Yuta fucking crushed it. It was awesome. So, yeah, um, I wasn't too keen on, like, Gresham versus Claudio was fine, but I don't know. It felt like there was something a little missing there. That was for the title. And I don't know. Um, Jay Lethal versus Samojo didn't quite move the needle for me that much either. But other than that, yeah, really good show. I'm glad I watched it. But I'm also kind of happy that I got it with free fight dollar redos because I had credits and stuff. So, yeah, if I didn't have those, I might not have watched the show. But uh, glad I did and glad I did. It was good. So zero New Japan implications. None. Right? So that tells you a little something about what the direction of ROH is going to be creatively. So, you know, it's I, I'm interested. It's I wonder if it's just going to be like where the old guys go, basically. You know, yeah. it might it might not be in that. It's, it's where the old guys play, you know. But if it's like and when I say old, I mean people younger than me, like Samoa Joe. But, you know, uh, it's just it's interesting. I wonder and I, I kind of don't think this is a thing. I, I don't think Claudio's ever won that title before. He has but not. I would assume that he's had matches, I would think, with like Tyler Black or, you know, maybe like ah, he wasn't around yet when Homicide was the champ. So, like, I don't know, man. I, I just assume he would have had at least one match, but maybe he hasn't. I don't know. Yeah. So. Uh, I, I will point out it's funny on the commentary that uh, a couple times Regal's on commentary, especially for uh, only for Claudio and the Wheeler match. And uh, <laughs> it's funny that he would say something kind of like nasty and mean about his, like the experience of wrestling in the ring and stuff like that. And uh, Caprice Cole would be like, "Whoa, wow, you've got lots of stories, dude." Every time it just cracked me up. So, yeah, it was a good show. Colin is fantastic. He, I like yeah, I like, when he was I like Rick Bonnie too. They're both good on commentary. Yeah, Rick Bonnie's solid. When, when uh, Caprice Coleman was a wrestler, like, he was that heel, that, like, mid-card heel that would come out and just get the crowd just fucking so pissed. And then whoever came out, didn't matter who it was, was, like, instantly over because this guy just cut a promo on the crowd and pissed him off so much. And, like... He was just really great at that, and uh, you know, means he's fantastic on the mic. So, yep. So, uh, you know, I had a lot of wrestling to to watch on the on the weekend. So uh, I watched, of course, I watched Rampage, the two New Japan shows, and uh, and the Ring of Honor show. But you know, I only I only did notes for the New Japan stuff because yeah, we don't do a Ring of Honor yeah. paper or a uh, uh, podcast, do we? So uh, if there was something New Japan related, I would have taken notes. But uh, other than cares. seeing the it's IWGP tag champs, that's about it. Yeah. Right. So, G1, you ready to talk about this shit that we both watched that was fucking amazing? These nights were both very good. And actually, before oh, yeah. we even talk about Luke, how do you feel about the G1 so far? I would wager to say this is really good so far. I, I don't know if it, I don't want to rank it or anything like that, but it's, this G1 is fantastic so far. What do you think? I feel like we got the uh, 
some of the matchups we didn't quite care about uh, over and done with on night three, and then nights four and five were fantastic. I loved them. I loved both shows. And what we're we're five nights in, and yeah, G one's awesome. <laughs> uh, like I, I, I have theories as to who might win stuff like that, but eh, right now I'm just happy to let it wash over me and enjoy the matches. Yeah, what do you think, Mr. Andy? You 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 loving it or what? I just told you. <clears throat> so um. Well, usually if I don't end my sentence with that, you're like, thanks for asking me. Well, haven't you learned yet? You can't win with me. That's, that's right. That's why. That's why no one wants to be my friend. But uh, all right, Luke. Well, I'll set it up. We're here at night four. It's the Oda City Gymnasium. This happened on seven twenty three or twenty three seven, depending on what part of the world you're in. And uh, this is. Uh, just a reminder. I mean, obviously you guys know this, but you know, this is the home arena of the Earth Friends Tokyo Z. This is uh, the B League team and uh, Japan's professional basketball league. So we're we're in the big time as we usually are. What's the fucking team called? They're called the Earth Friends Tokyo Z. Wow. Yeah. Uh, what is this is... mascot? Fucking Captain Planet or something? Like what? Oh, what the hell? Well, um. I don't know. I think that their logo is like a world with just the Earth Friends Tokyo Z over top of it. This could be some like English type thing. I don't know. It sounds awesome. You know, almost <laughs> like I, I it's interesting, too, because this is also in Tokyo. So like I don't I need to learn more about geography and, and maybe like Tokyo is like way bigger than I have any idea it is because they've like done like five shows in Tokyo pretty much and traveled every single time. So I don't Yeah, that is true. And we start off the show with Rio Haiwa. Dave 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 Finley? Oh, why don't David Finley? Why did I forget his first name? Finley and Hiroki Goto. Great start. I'm a professional versus El Fantasmo Rackard. Juice Robinson and Kenta. So, uh, I won't do that the whole show, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> I will do it every time for Juice Robinson, though. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, just, just thank you for not being so close to the mic. This close time. to the mic this time. Yeah, <laughs> right. I, I made a concerted effort not to, not to do that. I was like, <laughs> it's funny, too, because the way he does it is he says, rock, <sighs> like almost like uh, you're fire it's like <laughs> speaking of people who are fired <laughs> all right so during this match this is this is to the extent of my notes of this match because my imagination just ran wild kevin and chris start mentioning hiroki goto's son and all i could think about during this entire match was in i just i wrote this in my fantasy dream book of course was a match between mr guy and hiroki goto jr and uh, destroy that kid. And me? you know, hey, I'm, I'm gonna book you, book you in matches where I know you can keep your win loss well, record yeah. like you intact. Gotta, of course, gotta protect me at all costs. And also, you know, I mean, like my finishing move is the schoolyard bully, like make a table and trip a guy. So you think a kid's not gonna fall for that? Come on. No, definitely not. But kids are easy to grab. <laughs> oh man yeah single leg that's i got it no problem no rope break you know he can't reach the ropes get out of here it goto would have to do a run-in with his fucking fishing pole <laughs> he'd need a fishing pole to reach the ropes <laughs> excuse me uh so yeah 
And there's the extent of my notes for that match. And uh, sudden death on Rio Iwa seals that seals that deal. Uh, by the so, way, after the match, there's also one on Yuto Nakashima, who's hey, he's hey! he's around doing young lion stuff, so that's a good sign. Yeah, and when he bumps, he like hits his arm on the ground, the broken one, and I was like, oh, good job, buddy. It's fine now. It's only you know broken sometimes. So, well, uh, <laughs> I got uh, some interesting things from this match because Kenta's in this match, right? And he's got a match coming up with Goto. And he sees Goto's fishing pole, and he's like, oh, my God. He's mesmerized, right? And it's Goto's even better like, than Yoshi's. Oh, my God. Yes. So after the match, we had some uh, backstage comments. And Goto, you know, he mentioned to Kenta, he said, listen, keep your eyes on the belt, not on the staff, which is really funny. Someone wrote that for him, I'm assuming. But Kenta. You, like, Kenta's like, I don't want those stank trios titles. Get out of here. Yeah. Goto's clueless. Um, but uh, Kenta just, this was masterful. His promo after the match was so great. He, uh, you know, here's what he had to say. Quote, what the hell? That wasn't Bo-Chan. That's Miss Jara Jara Bo. I was just trying to get a look at Jara Jara when I saw Finley's tiny stick. What the hell's going on? Everyone has one now? New Japan, what's happening? Has everyone been given a stick now? Jara Jara has got it going on. It's got that classic timeless look. And then he goes on to accuse New Japan of basically not paying him uh, what he's owed for getting everyone's staff over, which is really funny. <laughs> and, it, and, and you know how he likes to kneel down right in front of the camera. So he does that. And he said, listen, and I told you before, I am not going to promote my book. And he looks, he like kind of motions off the side of him and there's no book there. And when he gets up and walks away, the camera follows it. Like, you know, camera shot follows him and he's got the book like tacked, tucked in his shorts so you can see it. <laughs> <laughs> Tremendous. Kenta is the best. Do you reckon that's secretly the reason he joined Bullet Club? Not the crowd reactions because they didn't accept an old guy in New Japan or anything like that. It's more because like, no one's giving me a stick. And Jay's like, hey, join us. You can steal all the sticks you want. Yeah. I just think that Kenta is a master at getting boring guys over. And that's what he's doing. <laughs> awesome. So. so let's let's do our next one. I'll jump in here because I, I have a note I wanted to mention. There's, uh, it's Bad Dude, Tito, and Jonah versus Royce Isaacs and Tom Lawler again. So this is a strong mm-hmm. match. Again. It's the same match we had last show. Uh, last time Jonah won. So I guess this time it's, uh, it's uh, Filthy's turn. But uh, I don't know if you've ever seen this. Sometimes uh, on my YouTube feed, I will see a uh, F4W online video. And, you know, if it's about some controversy or something, I'll, I'll give those four minutes a click while I'm doing other stuff around the house or whatever. And I, I, at the end of these videos, it's a point here. At the end of these videos, they sometimes play this skit between Tom Lawler and Brian Alvarez. And it's about this Egyptian scream. Have you heard this? I'm sorry. Say that again. I didn't hear the last. Have, have you heard? Have you heard the Tom Lawler bit about the uh, Egyptian scream? No. All right. So this the story is some uh, old mummy. I can't remember which one. Like some scientists managed to like recreate their vocal cords or something, and we get to hear what they sound like. And Lawler plays the the thing, and it's just this really weird scream, and it's hilarious. Uh, check it out sometime, Mr. Guy. Anyway, I am pretty sure at some point in this match, for his fire up, 
Filthy Tom did his version of that Egyptian scream. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I think he, I think he did. Anyway, uh, there's not much I'm going to say about this match because it's the same as kind of the same as the one we had last show. But uh, I liked, I liked it. It was fine. He taps the bad dude Tito out though after kicking his fucking ass for a while. So yeah, solid stuff. Yeah, for <laughs> this match we have Yo on commentary oh and God, uh, putting everyone to sleep. Makabe's on the other commentary table. They always have two commentaries for Japanese for some reason. It's like, I think one's like the TV feed and one's for New Japan World. So like, I don't know why, uh, but uh, but yeah. And then these guys wrestled. Um, gosh, I really hate Lawler's theme song. Like, I hate it. It's so bad. And like, I just, I don't know, man. I don't know about these guys. Yeah. Well, you know, we keep saying that about Lawler, and then we keep we keep thinking like, let's see what he's going to be like in the G1. I'm ready. Well, yeah. Is, is he like the last guy to have his first match <laughs> or what? Yeah, him and Great O'Con are still waiting. You know. Yeah. But, uh, we are still waiting. Yeah. No well, way. okay. I'll I'll handle this next one. So we got Suzuki Goon right. versus uh, Bullet Club, and it's Lance Archer, uh, Taichi, and Taka Michinoku versus Team T-Shirt and Yujiro Takahashi. And we get the OG Bullet Club theme, which I love that every time. And Lance, he can't find any young lions to kill, so he just doesn't kill one. So um, Taka Michinoku at the beginning of this match calls out Fale. He wants he wants Fale, which is pretty funny. <laughs> That's pretty funny. And Chase great. Owens wants to sumo with Taichi, and Taichi just wins, of course. And Taka gets squashed twice on accident. There's a pimp juice on Taka, and it's amazing. Yujiro wins. <laughs> it's amazing. And next we have Okan on the club, and Will Osprey versus Show Dick Togo and Evil. Uh, look, this is a fun match, and wow. Did, did they trade notes, the previous match with this one? Because uh, is this the one where, like, Dick Togo wants to have a test of strength with Jeff Cobb? This spot is hilarious. Uh, Dick uh, Togo's winning the test of strength, and Cobb's like, ah! Ah! Ow! <laughs> and then he stands up and just destroys uh, Dick Togo. Awesome. I really like Empire Boys uh, fighting some of these House of Torture guys. It's always uh, a bit of fun. So yeah, it's uh, it's it's good stuff as it's always been. There's no real super Togo Dick stretch this time, I don't think. But uh, yeah, it's good stuff. A sheet killer on Dick Togo, of course, because uh, Togo is going to get so many pins. You're going to start to wonder if we're going to get uh, Togo mania. Right, but then we'd also have to have like I don't know, bad dude Tito mania. <laughs> Yujiro mania. No, I talk to Michinoku. Are you a bad enough dude yeah. for this mania? <laughs> Wait, no, we're not. But uh, okay, so in this match, we we had a little. There was a controversy, believe it or not, surrounding Will Osprey this week, where I guess he like. I don't even think he had anything to do with it, but they like put out a shirt or something like that. And the shirt was said, said best bout machine on it, but it said like, I'm the better of the best bout machines. I sure am. And so it, he got hit with a cease and desist, which was not from like Kenny Omega. It was like from the corporate entities and shit. And so they fought it out. So um, Chris uh, Charlton keeps calling will like variations of good match factory and stuff like that, which is <laughs> 
<laughs> I didn't notice that. <laughs> now, Great O'Conn had some words for pro wrestling in general, uh, pro wrestlers specifically, in general, specifically, and in general. And it was, uh, he said, he said, quote, now let us tell you about what we hate, pro wrestlers. We only do this in order to execute pro wrestlers. Why? Because pro wrestlers are liars. We can fill this venue alone with all the women we've bedded. Oh. Basically, what he was trying to say is he's trying to say, like, you know, United Empire is the real deal. All these other people are fucking fake. And I like that. And I think it's really funny. And the screenshot of, of him saying, like, I hate pro wrestlers is pretty funny. And I'm definitely not going to use that ever. So. <laughs> Dude, I would say half of them might be people they've bedded, and the other half are people who want to be rescued by Great Khan, and they see him as a fucking knight in shiny armor. Yeah, or, you know, or bed him, as he calls it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they want to put Great Khan as a notch on the end of their bedpost, I guess. I think, I the, I, I think the, the, like, what do you call that? That, like, the it's like a graph where it's two circles and the two like that come together, you can see where these two things overlap, but this is just a circle on circle. That's what it's, it's a Venn diagram. Like, yeah. That <laughs> one Venn diagram is just the same. It's just two circles right on top of each other of people that either want to be saved by great Ocon or want to bed him. Yeah, this is exactly true. I've seen it and it exists. And... <laughs> I've seen it. <laughs> That's, uh, hey, I'm, I'm just trying to trying to back you up here. All right, next we've got uh, Jado, Tamatonga, and Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Bushi, Sonata, and Tetsuya Naito. And uh, this is uh, this is fun stuff. We got uh, Tamatonga going for the Paradise Lock, which doesn't work, and then uh, Sonata straight away going for the Gun Stun. That's that's pretty fun stuff. But uh, for some reason or another, I didn't know. Right, too many notes for this. It's a skull end on Jado. That's probably why I was just like, no, oh, fucking Sonata. But uh, well, yeah, something happens in this match that's kind of like scary. Is that Naito like thinks he's hurt or something and like leaves the ring right in the middle of the ring and is like, fuck, I gotta tag out or something. And and it's like tremendous selling. Or he thought he was hurt for real, but then he's like right back in beating up Tanahashi. So it's like, all right, cool. I was scared uh, for a minute, but. Um, it, it's easy yeah. to be scared with Naito, isn't it? Because oh, yeah. uh, she's oh. the best, you know. And also, we had another uh, little shot at uh, a certain thief uh, in this match because, like, Thomas Tonga, he takes off his jacket and commentary is like, oh my God, he must have stolen all the protein powder in the world to get yeah. that physique, you know? And it's like, <laughs> all right, guys. And I don't know, maybe we should talk about this now before we get into the G1 matches. I think this is the loosest I've ever heard U.S. Com like English commentary. Did you like it? Because they got, especially on night two, they just got wild and they were just giggling and just saying random shit to pop each other. What'd you think all that? Was? I don't mind because I feel like most of that is done during the tag portion. There might be some of it in the block matches, but once the block matches hit, I feel like they're in more super professional mode uh, for most of the, the rest of it. But yeah, I don't mind them uh, saying some funny shit and getting a bit wild in the first half. Is that how, is that how it feels to you? No, it feels like they're just doing it the whole time. time. Yeah, absolutely. And like, I mean, none of it's disrespectful, although fucking Chris Charlton on night, I don't know, I think it was night two, just talked all over 
Taichi's entire entrance. Dude's fucking singing the best song ever written, and he's the greatest singer that ever lived, and Charlton decides he wants to talk over that. What an asshole. So that was dis- disrespectful. But other than that, I didn't see that. I didn't think they were being disrespectful. No. It's just funny. My my kind of oh. thoughts on that is always that, like, if you're not a heel, you shouldn't use backstage terms because it's just a thousand times more, like, better when a heel does it. You know, Don Callis, for example, whenever he used inside terms, it was a thousand times funnier because he's being a dick about it. You know what I mean? And he's, and he's being elitist and acting like, Oh, I'm the only one that can use these terms. They're all marks. But these both guys are all baby face, you know? So it's just kind of like, ah, but at the same time, I think that got a little too wild, but I, I don't know, whatever. I just feel like that we do a podcast. So we should mention that part. (laughs) Can I also say that when uh, they, uh, they come out to Archer's music during the Takataichi Archer match, and one thing I wish had happened was when Everybody Dies is playing, Tai Chi comes out and he's pretending to sing it on the microphone. <laughs> that would have been fucking tremendous. Ah, oh, I love that. He would say, and he, well, uh, here's what it is, actually. So they're about to come out to Taka's music, but Tai Chi appears. He's on the stage, the curtain closes behind him, and he pulls his microphone up and just mouths the words, Taka is coming, motherfucker. And then the music starts everybody yeah all right so here here are some matches that uh mr luke actually did take copious amounts of night notes on because they're the important super awesome matches and we start off with some c-block action mr andy we start off with zack saber jr versus aaron hanare and like the first match with hanare was against tanahashi and it's a good match but you know if you have a bad match with Tanahashi, you have to try really hard to do that, don't you? So here's a better indication of, I, th- I think, maybe what Hanare is going to be like in the G1 because, man, he's had two matches now against, uh, like, I'd say, two of New Japan's top guys. Well, yeah, up there. And he's great in both. I thought this match was, well, I loved it, Mr. Andy. I love an Aaron Hanare match, and I'm quite happy to say that out loud on a podcast while it's recording. Wait, are we recording? Yes, we are. So the start of it is kind of like Zack Sabre Jr. goading Hanare, thinking like, I'm going to lure this in to strike me so I can come in and just twist him up. Except Hanare's beating the shit out of him, and and Zack Sabre Jr. is like, ah, oh, I'm getting fucked up. How oh, it hurts. Yeah. It's really cool. Hanare's just dominating him inside and outside the ring. This match is stiffer than I thought it might be too not just from Hanare but also from Saksoba Jr like he brutal kicks here there's like four PKs to uh Hanare which ends with an angry Hanare fired up and doing the rampage tackle which looked awesome there's also this one spot where it might have been earlier or it doesn't matter but where Hanare just does this really gnarly looking elbow to Zack Sabre Jr's head and he's just like oh holy shit so I really liked this match, and it has a really cool ending. Like Zack Sabre Jr. kind of manages to t- finally twist him up a bit, and Hanare, because it's his calf or something, he has no choice but to be like, "I'm gonna be fucked if I don't tap out," mm-hmm. and I must do that. Like like that Great Khan match last year. Like Great Khan's gonna win, but if he doesn't tap out, his arm's gonna be too fucked for the rest of the G1. So he taps. Uh, so, yeah, Hanare taps. Zack Sabre Jr. is on four points. Hanare is on two. I thought it was kind of never. What do you think, Mr. Andy? Yeah, you hit on something that I was going to talk about, which is the realism of this match. Like, that's like, 
I, I think that's what they were going for here. And the more chippy it got, the more realistic it seemed. I mean, obviously it's pro wrestling, but you know, some matches can look like a shoot a lot more than others. You know what I mean? And this was, this was pretty cool, man. Everything looked awesome. And as you said, it was very never, but it was never in like a, like a shoot style way. I don't know what else to call it. You know what I mean? Like everything kind of looked, you know, a little more real than normal. And I really liked that. Also, uh, something interesting that happened at the end of the match is that like, uh, Hanari has to tap out. And so like, he's, he's pissed off and like immediately starts to protest, but then he can't because he has to, his foot hurts. Right. Cause he just got fucked. So he, takes his sock and his boot off like right away and is like, Oh fuck. And the camera's right there. And chumpy. I didn't know he was a wizard. He casts healing touch, but Oh, he's not a magic user. That's why it didn't work. So, <laughs> um, also it was, it was interesting. Zach Sabre Jr. Got on the back of broken arm young lion and made him like walk him to the back and carry him like piggyback style. And he slapped the shit out of his head on the way back. It was great, man. And I think that, you know, this just goes to show that uh, I think that Hanare's style, his so many styles, is that it, it matches up a lot, like, really well with different kinds of people. But I really like it in particular when it matches up with more of, like, a, a, a realistic style wrestler. And that's what this was here. It was really great. I love this. I love that we've had two Hanare G1 matches, and they've both been good. And... He, and it's not necessarily the case of, well, I mean, the other two do make him look good, but hey, he, he he's good enough in these matches to make himself look good at points too. So it's he's, great stuff. He's, yeah, he's earning respect, you know, for the future. And like, even though he's losing, you know, it, it's here, it's still that it's still a big deal and it's still like putting him over. So it's good shit. Hey, he beat Tanahashi. He could lose every other match and you yeah. can't take that away from him. Boom. Uh, so let's do it. We're going into D block now with Yoshihashi versus Shingo Takagi. What do you think of this match, Mr. Andy? All right. So let's go through this thing. All right. Uh, so they just do, you know, basically the, the New Japan heavyweight strong style main event, you know, but it's it's the Shingo style. So it's kind of fast paced and they're brawling on the outside and all that stuff. And it's all great. Yoshihashi takes a sweet bump into the guardrails like he's bumping hard. And Shingo is going after his arm. We get all kinds of heat on Yoshi, and he comes back with a basement drop kick to Shingo's knee for a double down. And that's early in the match. So we're like, we're like real fast. So we want to get like they want to get to the comebacks and the false finishes as soon as possible because that's what this match is all about, right? And Yoshi thinks he's in charge here, but Shingo does his like punch lariat combo to take back over. Shingo's selling his ass off, but it seems one-sided. You know, for quite some time, it's like, you know, Shingo's really got Yoshihashi figured out. Um, and, uh, you know, they do all kinds of cool shit. Like there's this German suplex that sets Shingo up perfectly to hit the sliding D on uh, on uh, Yoshihashi for a double down. We get a top rope superplex from Shingo and the crowd is like, oh, you know, it's awesome. Made in Japan for two. And then Yoshihashi tries karma. Shingo goes for the last of the dragon, but Yoshihashi gets a crack, a really crappy backbreaker, backcracker thing for a double down. Shingo, he just interrupts a Yoshihashi comeback to destroy him with forearms and a pumping <laughs> bomber for two, which is great. Cut him off big time. 
uh, made in Japan. But Yoshihashi counters with a crappy DDT for another double down. Lots of that. Lots of double downs building to these pinning things. And so karma. But no, they just hold hands and just chop and strike the shit out of each other. And it's getting real good here. And out of nowhere, here we are. Yoshihashi hits karma. Hey, but he's so fucked. He it takes too long to get uh, get to the the pin and and uh, Shingo uh, he kicks out and Chumpy is screaming at Yoshihashi the whole time to cover him. Like, are you? Come on. He he's is is Chumpy in chaos? I didn't know. <laughs> um, so Yoshihashi does the like left and right forearms things that Shingo that Shingo does. There's a bunch of nice strikes from Yoshihashi and he has Shingo down. They kind of botch. Uh, trying to go for a destroyer here and they have to try it a few times and finally they get it. Uh, the crowd is absolutely losing after Yoshihashi hits this like flosion type move um, and a uh, huge lariat and it's karma, but no side roll up and Shingo wins. <laughs> pin, Yoshihashi. Yeah. I like that finish. Uh, this actually reminds me quite a bit of the main event on night two, uh, except a little different, but um, what do you think all this Luke? This is cool shit. So we got Shingo on two, Yoshi on zero. And one thing I've noticed about Shingo matches is usually no matter who he wrestles, he's very generous at uh, bumping, selling for them, giving him lots of offense and things like that. This is different. And I still think it's Shingo doing his generous thing. But he realizes that, hey, Yoshihashi's an underdog character. Let's make him look like a big underdog. And get some close calls and things like that. So it it definitely makes sense to be like, I'm just gonna mud hole stomp this motherfucker for almost 15 minutes, and then when he survives, he can get a karma on. So it's like, I really like that. <clears throat> Usually, I, I said like in the Chase Tama match, it didn't like how unsolid it was, but this time it like it works because you're used to that with Yoshihashi. He's this underdog character. You know, all that kind of stuff. So I, I loved it. Uh, it was a really cool match. And look, I didn't think Yoshi would win. I mean, Shingo, didn't he lose his first match? Uh, he did, didn't he? I think so. Yeah, I he's not going to be like zero while other people are in four. That, that's, that's not happening. And also, he's a previous world champion. I can't see Yoshi beating him. But they almost had me believing, just almost. I was like, there was a couple close calls there. But yeah. Shingo with that uh, sneaky little cobra pin. I noticed there's something all LIJ members have. I don't know if Bushi yeah, has one, true. but all the LIJ members have a variation of some kind of pinning move they can use. Hiromo's used Hiromo's used them. I don't know what. The Bushi trolling. does the backslide. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Naito does that trolling pin that makes me laugh when he does it on Honma. And we've got the O'Connor roll from uh, Sonata. So, yeah, it works. Good match. And, yeah, it's like it, it feels really good when we can talk about a Yoshihashi match and not be, like, shitting on the poor dude. <laughs> yeah, Yoshi's well. Pretty solid. And uh, Shingo lost his first match to Juice. Uh, remember, that was, the, that was the one that he lost. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's nice to get Yoshihashi away from Goto, too. Because, good Lord, you get them to get, I mean, like, on their own, they're bad enough. But you get them together, it's like, oh. God, come on. So then you then you, you know, team him up with Yo and give him the titles, oh, and you're just like, God. oh, what are you doing? Ugh. <laughs> Chaos is the worst. But uh, yeah. well, Luke, I mean, I don't think you liked this one, but I did. 
what's next here? All right, we got A Block. We've got Kazushka Okada versus Toriyano. I feel like some of this for me is maybe because I'm not hip on the whole um, history of like the GBH and Yano style from hardcore to transitioning into the comedy character and and this uh, kind of rivalry he has with Okada when he wrestles, I guess. I don't know. I just felt like I wanted a silly, fun, silly match, and I didn't get it. But you know, that's just a preference thing. It's fine. It's not a bad match. There's fun things in it. Like, I like Yano almost winning by counter at the start, unlike some of you heels. You don't bring him back in. And I did like seeing him hit a freaking powerbomb. Apparently, that was his old finisher. And I'm like, wow, I rarely see him hit power bombs so yep that's pretty cool uh i like uh i like his rainmaker reversals and stuff too but i think also too what i feel about yano is he's always a threat to everyone because it's yano i don't feel like he was a threat to akata and akata Akata eventually got to the point where he was just as pissed off as he gets when he realizes oh i'm on the card tonight cool oh wrestle a fucking young lion well i'm gonna fucking like just destroy this motherfucker so yeah you know that that, that maybe that that was it for me but it, it's not bad but the finish is kind of lame too with the money clip so yeah okada on four yana on two hey bring the love what did you think of you, okada, yana? but i just think it's funny because like the money clip is just outlawed in your brain it's like oh if it does if it ever exists it's terrible <laughs> it, i don't like so- it Funny. Oh man! Uh, so I thought this doesn't was he fun. already have red ink? Why isn't he using that? I don't know. Let's move on. So uh, the enough. the reason I like this match is because it is it's kind of complicated. You know, there's a lot of emotions going on here, and the only thing that I think was missing is that I know Yano already did this, but he came out with his Yano, you know, GBH per- GBH persona, and he did that last year. But last year he dyed his hair you know, making it like official, like, and this was just kind of like a momentary lapse of reason where he just for, for 10 minutes or whatever, just happened to be crazy. <laughs> but, uh, I, I mean, I really like a drop toe hold into a chair. That's an awesome move. I mean, it's like the only thing Raven could do. And it was like, is tremendous every time. So I love that move. And Yano hits that on Okada. So that made me really happy. Um, you know, and, like, Yano brought Sake out to the ring, too, and that was part of his old character, I guess, too. Um, I thought it was really funny that he hits your favorite move, which is the catapult into the exposed corner. That's your mm. favorite. So, uh, and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it, also, something else really funny happens. So, they do all these, like, really complicated, like, that like, the finish is very complicated. I'm sorry. There's all this, like, reversals and stuff, including a Sake mist. But it's like dodged, and then fucking Yano hits the Judas effect on red shoes on accident. <laughs> it's really funny. So I, that was awesome. And uh, Yano tried his own Rainmaker, which is great. And of course, he taps out in the end, but they make up, you know? So, I mean, I don't know. I thought it was a fun little thing, and I want something different in each match. So this was a little different, and I'm cool with that. Thank you. No worries. As for catapults, I'm like, I know wrestling's fake. But that looks assisted in fake as fuck, and I've never been a fan of catapult, so that's just me. You hate Dolph Ziggler, then, right? That's like oh. <laughs> he like jumps from half a crate across the ring. <laughs> God, I, I like the catapult where it's the same thing where they kind of like grab their legs and lean back, and then the, well, the head's under the ropes. Yeah, like that's that what one. I was gonna say. Yeah. yeah, 
the Canadian uh, catapult. Exactly. You got there it. We go. All right. So let's do it. B block action. Tomohiro Ishii versus Jay White. This makes me nervous because, as the commentators say, Jay's win loss record against that card is great. His win loss record against Ishii is not great. <laughs> so, I oh, fuck. I love this match. I'm just gonna say that right away. Uh, I do like the start of this. You know, Ishii's obviously talked some trash about Jay, how he needs Gator or whatever. So Jay's like, "All right, fine, Gator. No, no, no. Over here, mate. Just here. I'll set you up a chair. Hey, dude. I'll set you up two chairs. Put your feet up." Just chill out. It's fine. I don't need you, man. It's all good. And then the match starts, and Jay lures Ishii outside, and he's just, like, being a total jerk, just doing his, you know, take a powder stuff. And as he as Ishii walks around, he's, he gets to near where Gato is, and Gato just throws a chair right at his fucking face. <laughs> Direct hit. And I was like, okay, that was that was really clever. I really liked that. And, oh, man, this – I mean, of course, like, Red Shoes is distracted, which allowed for that shot. This match is nuts. And not only is it nuts in terms of, like, this match is fantastic, it also – I kind of like it when you have two guys who've had a really cool series of matches and then they do stuff that have built off and call back to those kind of matches. And I feel like that's what these two men do here. Oh, man, I, I'm just I'm, – I'm gushing. It's so stiff. But also feels like it's so smooth. It's all amazing. Uh, it, Ishii takes punishment for ages and he absorbs it just to turn it around and beat the shit out of Ishii to the point where Gato knows that Ishii usually has Switchblade's number. So he's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I love that. <clears throat> uh, there's so many amazing moves and counters and suplexes. Oh, yes. Suplexes. What's Jim, the, like? Dragons, they like build up dragons. to the super, the superplex. Uh, Jay does his own superplex, which is awesome. That's like, there's, that's great. Love it. It is fantastic. And then the, then there's like Counter City, and and I'm thinking like it easily could be Ishi winning here, even though Jay's the champ, which builds the stakes really nicely. So I was on the edge of my seat this whole time. Breathing with the switchblade, which is funny too, because Ishii's like one of my favorites ever. But Blade Runner finally on Tomohiro Ishii, and Jay gets the four points. Uh, I'll talk about what he does after this match. Uh, after you've talked about the match, I loved this. I love every time they these two wrestle, even though some of the endings are of course heartbreaking. But what do you think, Ishii Jay White? Doesn't get much better than this, right? I mean, this is. You know, this is what we want. This is what we're watching New Japan for, is this. I can't even get my head around how you do this kind of match. Like, how is it possible? I mean, it's, as you said before, it's like so smooth and so stiff looking and everything. And and it's just, I don't know, man. It still mesmerizes me that guys like this can just go out there and do this shit. And it's just unbelievable. And so, you know, uh, as far as, you know, we always talk about new Japan is like kind of the big thing. The, the gimmick of new Japan is having great match quality. And that's what this is. This is fucking incredible. I can't even like, if you were to list the moves and counters in this match, you'd, you'd have, you'd run out of like data on your computer 
You know, <laughs> it's just it's That's insane. It. Exactly. You know, uh, Gato's interactions were great. Uh, you know, Jay, he didn't interact with the crowd as much in this one as he, he does, but he was waiting till after the match to do that. And uh, but man, he was fucking with Red Shoes the whole match. He had a whole storyline going on with Red Shoes, of course. And I really like Ishii's, you know, fire ups because they don't come off as like cartoonish Hulk Hogan fire ups. They come off as I've had enough. You know what I mean? Oh, and it's like, like that it's, one, like that one moment where he's had enough, and rather than like do a move on him, he just like charges at Jay and smashes him into the ro- into the corner. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> At one point, he's like hitting his own head into the turnbuckle pad, like trying to shake out some dust and some cobwebs to just go after Jay. And it's like it's like part of the fire up. That's it's really good. Like, I mean, you know, it's amazing because like Ishii's a baby face. Right. And like he's almost always a baby face. And I'd like to see what like complete heel, uh, you know, Ishii would be like. But at the same time, I don't think he could be. I think that no matter what he did, he we would love him because like the more brutal he got, it would be better. If he started mm-hmm. hitting people with We'd chairs, that I would up. love it. Yeah, I would love it. And so like it's just he's just one of those characters that's like a perennial baby face and is obviously the glue of New Japan. Uh, and uh, man, he was sticking a night. This was fantastic. But Luke, there was something amazing that happened after the match. What was it? So after the match. Jay White uh, gets on the mic and he's like, he starts saying a couple of things. He goes, you know what? I'm, going, I'm just going to do the rest of this program in Japanese. And it's fucking hilarious because the rest of the promo is this. <laughs> he's like mouthing words kind of while he's saying it. But and yeah, he, he and he makes, uh, was it Ryo Iwa? Was it him? He yeah, makes Iwa so. hold the mic. While he's doing that, he's like, Iwa, you'll need to translate for me. (laughs) It's so great because he's been shitting on the crowd so much because they refuse to speak. And so he's like, oh, oh, okay, well, well, then I I don't want, you know, I want to communicate with you your way. So here we go. You know, and that's so funny. I, I love that. Like this dude. I mean. Doesn't get much better than Jay, you know, and and uh, him and Ishii, I can't wait, you know, obviously I, it's not like I can't wait, but I, I will wait for them like five years from now, you know, and I, somebody was talking about Ishii retiring or something, I don't know, like he seems like one of those guys like Mr. Bread that'll just be a dad and, you know, and like last forever, but like Ishii and him in five years and they've had 10 more matches against each other and it's just even better than it was now and it's just, I don't know. I love their chemistry and it's awesome. Same. And I do love this thing about New Japan is, all right, fine. Jay's got this really good record against Okada and uh, Tanahashi, like two of the top guys. But guess what? Uh, this never is fuck nuggety stone pitbull guy. He, he beats he beats Jay more than Jay beats him. So I do like that some every wrestler has like their Achilles heel in terms of uh, – just I can't beat this motherfucker. Well, and Ishii would have um he could have easily won this match, you know, just by the way it went. Absolutely. You know, and so like they're even, you know, even Steven at this point. And so it's like, you know, Ishii just barely lost. And and what I another reason I like that, uh, maybe I've said it before, but like New Japan, they present wrestling like a real sport. And in real sports, that always happens. There's always that one guy that like 
just kills your home team for some reason every time he comes to town or there's one team that just always beats the other one in their hometown or whatever and that's that's real that really happens in sports so i love that they do that in new japan too absolutely and uh i don't know about you but i'm ready for night five uh, we're also in ota city general gymnasium did you get a another interesting fact about well luke the otis no i don't have anything all right, cool. So uh, let us start off with. Sorry, Charity walked into the room. Where am I? Night five. Oh, how dare you, Charity? That's right. Night five in Oda City General Gymnasium. We have Bishamon and Goto versus Dick Togo, Show and Evil. Isn't that what the match is? Yano oh, Bishamon, Bishamon and Yano. Sorry. Yeah. Bishamon and Goto. I'm an idiot. I don't know why I'm correcting my note now when it doesn't matter, but yeah, I am. Professionalism. Remember Bishamon when he, I found out? I remember when I found out that she started erasing the notes every time? What was that all about? I still do it. <laughs> Why? What? Stop <laughs> it! Stop it! What do I keep them for? Who's gonna want these? Might need them one day. I'm not fucking Chris Sampson. I'm gonna collate all this shit. So um, this match, Luke, it's just the yeah. same old shit, right? Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, I mean, my first note is I like House of Torture's new T-shirts. I really like whoever's doing their T-shirts because they look like Giallo movie posters, uh, old Italian horror movie type posters. Uh, if you don't know what Giallos are, uh, anyone listening? Anyway, uh, yeah, that's my next note. God, I've seen this a lot. Uh, Yano, Yano's Togo for the win. There's one it's funny thing. It's just chaos and thing again. Yeah, go. Yeah, there's one funny thing that happened here where, uh, you know, House of Torture, they do a beatdown on the turnbuckle pad, and Yano protects it with his body because it's his friend, you know? <laughs> and that was pretty funny. Don't House of Torture stomp on it at some point? That's what I'm saying, <laughs> In front of yeah. his face? Yeah, and yeah. Yano runs over and jumps on it like it's a grenade, like to protect it. It's great, you know? And uh, and then, you know, it's a fair play at the end, so that's good. Definitely. Yeah, well, Luke, next we have Kenta. And Chase Owens versus Royce Isaacs and Tom Lawler. Um, the Americans, they trash talk about who's a real man. And they talk about shooting blanks and who is the number one shooter with the shooting. And uh, uh, it's really lame. And, shooty, shooty, uh, bang, bang. I poopy, poopy, pee, pee. I don't know. Uh, Bullet Club and and uh, they they cheat. And Chase hits a Canadian double drop kick, taking out opponents on either side of Kenta, who's standing on the outside, too. That was really cool. Um, we get uh, heat on Royce Isaacs, and he gets a fisherman buster and tags in Lawler. And Lawler and Kenta do a little bit of wrestling. It's not bad. And they get big tag in for both teams. Isaacs hits a pump handle power slam, like spinning power slam. That move was fantastic. Uh, he hits that on Chase Owens, and it's very cool. There's a jackhammer on Chase Owens, and everybody's in the pool. But package pile driver and Chase Owens defeats Royce Isaacs. So this match kind of confused me because uh, Chase, Kenta, and Lawler are all in different blocks. So I don't quite know what this is previewing unless it's previewing future potential matches because I kind of want to see some uh, Tom Lawler versus Kenta. And I quickly was like, wait a minute. Then I checked. I was like, oh. But uh, yeah. Yeah, they, like, just... they started fighting each other after the match. They wouldn't, you know, they want a little piece of each other or something. Yep. 
Which brings me to my next the next match, Bushi Shingo versus Bad Dude Tito and Jonah. And I'm like, I kind of want to see some uh, Shingo versus Jonah action. Let me just check. Oh, yeah, they're in different blocks. But I guess they just didn't want to do Bad Dude and Jonah versus Isaacs and Lawler for the third time. So I understand. That's Thank fine. Thank you. Thank you, New Japan. Thank you. We love you, New Japan. Uh, so, yeah, I love the stuff between Jonah and Shingo. Uh, and <clears throat> it, it's a good match. Also, since I don't know who might win, because Bushi's pinnable, and so is Bad Dude Tito. So if you're going to do a mixed uh, kind of tag match like this, chuck someone pinnable on both sides. I know you know. I know you say it doesn't really matter either way, but at least give me something. Anyway, uh, it's a good match, and Shingo gets the crowd into it too, like he always does. Like, Shingo always fires the crowd up. He's, He's the master of that. And Black Forest Bomb to finish up on Bushi, I guess, because Tito tapped out the other night. Yeah. Um, interesting things that go on in this match is that uh, we get, like, Shingo does that. I really love this spot. It's when a guy tries to body slam someone that's way bigger than him, but it just turns into, like, a splash. Like, basically, you know, they just end up falling backwards because the guy's too heavy. They do that, like, move. That's really cool. I love that move. It's so funny. And uh, everyone's doing dies at the end, too. And Jonah Hex does this move that I really like. And it's like it's only big guys can do this move. And it's like where they chase a guy into the ropes and then they just kind of I stand here now. You know, they just kind of flying stand. I don't know what else to call it, but you just you stand there in their way and then they go flying off you. And he does that move on Bushi. And it's awesome because Bushi just explodes, basically. <laughs> That's pretty cool. And the crowd was like. Ooh, when he like anytime Jonah was doing something big, he they were ooing and on. They love him. And I mean, I'm ready to see it. Like I am 100 percent open minded. I just can't wait till we see something from him where it's like a real singles match. I'm ready. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's why I was like, I, I know Yano had to wrestle somebody first. And uh, so did I guess so did Jonah. But uh, a Yano match isn't always the best showcase for your uh for your wrestling talents. No offense to Yano, of course, but yeah, especially if you're Okada. <laughs> Fuck Okada. <laughs> he gets enough fucking props. Everyone kissing his ass. Anyway, um, where are we? Taka, Zav- you, you're doing this one. Get, get out of here. Oh, I am. Okay, yeah. Rocky Ramirez. Oh no, you can do the next match because it, it's it's. Oh. It, all right, I'll, I'll do this. It's Taka, ZSJ, and Archer versus uh, Will Ospreay, Greta Khan, and Aaron Hanare. It's apparently Zack Sabre Jr.'s birthday. Oh. Happy birthday. Hey, happy uh, birthday, dickhead. Yeah, dickhead. Fucking, uh, I was going to do try to do an accent, but no, nah, I'm not going to do it. Uh, this match is cool because it's kind of Hanare's revenge. He didn't really get a chance to do it last night, but he's still pissed off that he lost to Zack Sabre Jr. So he goes after him and starts wailing on him, getting into getting, fucking up his ribs and his leg and stuff. So I really like that. That was pretty cool. Uh, Great Khan and Archer have this really fun exchange where it's like they grab each other's uh, braids and they're like, you let go, no, you let go, you let go, no, you let go. And, uh, you know, uh, even though we're a little softer on him now, I still got a huge kick seeing Archer pounce the shit out of Will Ospreay. Just saying. Uh, I did like that. But, uh, of course, you, you know it. You know how this match is ending. We're still putting an RA over, which I kind of oh, like. With, you gotta build him with up. Archer selling to the back? Is that how it ends? <laughs> no, it ends with uh, an Ultima on Taka, of course. Oh, you're right. No match would ever uh, end with Archer selling to the back or him selling at all. 
he just refuses to sell and it kind of spoils this match for me but uh you know there's good stuff in here too but man go back and watch this again and just watch him the whole time what is he doing anyway <laughs> so uh, uh next we get okada finley and tamatonga with Jado versus gato juice robinson the man is rock bar and jay okay jay whito um this is a complicated match storytelling wise because we got like jay and finley who have history right we got juice and finley who have recent history we have gato and okada who have all kinds of issues and we have tamatonga who has issues with jay and everybody in bullet club so it is storytelling wise there's like 50 ways you could go with this it's really fun so but at the beginning everybody starts fighting except for okada and gato and they're just like gato does the thing where he's backing up in the ring and he runs into okada i wish he did the thing i love when they they run into him and then they don't turn around they start touching and they feel the person's face and then they're like oh yeah, no, like they're blind. i love that that's <laughs> <laughs> so funny so uh that was really cool i was ready for gator's revenge but uh you know, uh, uh, you know, he's losing. <laughs> well, you know, Bullet Club, they help Gato, but Okada beats everyone up, including Gato. Oh, um, uh, Finley throws Juice into the guardrails over and over again, and Juice is bumping so hard. Like that, just those two in this match. Oh, my God. Fantastic. Fantastic. If they can, I don't know how they're going to pull that off to do that for 15 minutes because they went super hard in this match it was awesome uh jay's beating up okada on the outside i'm all happy and uh and then juice starts he starts targeting uh finley's shoulder right and jay puts juice in a brab and he's like oh a little bit of nostalgia it puts him oh, in he, a puts, brab. Um, he puts finley in the brab yeah, yeah finley sorry finley uh but yes and uh bullet club cheats and they get a bunch of heat on finley there's a big tag in for both teams as tama and jay are in and tama runs wild because that's what he does and he's going for the gun stun but uh juice tries to interfere but finley hits the finish hits like his finish on him uh gun stun on gato for the win this match was tremendous tremendous tag match yeah it, it's lots of storytelling and stuff in here and uh tama was nuts the whole time like Jay decides to step up to him and be a smart ass and then get punched in the face. Like Tamar's not going to listen to that. You know, it was, yeah, it was great. And hmm, speaking of things that were great, I actually kind of liked this match, Mr. Andy. Huge, they start huge. Off, yeah. Actually, I didn't dislike his previous match either. What the fuck has happened? Oh, it's G1 well, season. Is, That's right. This, well, and this is like the uh, ECW thing. So you hide someone's weaknesses and you play to their strengths. That's yeah. that's how you make them good looking, you know. So it's D block action. El Fantasmo versus Yujiro <laughs> Takahashi, of course, with Peter at the start of this match. is awesome because Yujiro does what Yujiro – I've never seen Yujiro do in my all my years of watching New Japan. I'm like, aren't you a Tokyo pimp? Why aren't you doing some pimping? He does it. He's like – he says to El Fantasmo, you laid down for two points. You get you get some uh, Peter Peter action. I said Peter action uh, just in case it sounded wrong. Uh, gotcha. All right, I thought I said P E D O, and I was like, wait, no, no. Oh, anyway, El Fantasmo accepts and lays down, but of course, 
he's not going to do it. He kicks out and rolls Yujiro up, <laughs> and Yujiro kicks out. And now, for the rest of this, there might be some silly fun moments in this match, but for the rest of the match, it's a match. So uh, I don't know. I don't really liked it. Yujiro takes control for a lot of it, almost a as if it was a welcome to the heavyweights ELP. ELP he's the baby face in this match. ELP he is. definitely is, especially after like Yujiro tries to pimp out Peter. Like everyone's just like, oh, that's really bad. I'm, I'm thinking like, yeah, it is, but he is a Tokyo pimp, and he is in Tokyo. It's his pimp jurisdiction. Right, and it was ELP's like idea to pimp her. So, <laughs> like... oh my goodness. So uh, yeah, so he manages to shut uh, ELP down, but ELP manages to string some moves together after a while and mount a comeback. But Yajiro does this thing. He doesn't do it all the time. And I, I can't remember the last time I saw this. I think I've seen Evil do it too. But it's the kind of – it's a low blow kick out, like a roll of the shoulders. And I really like it. They don't ever use it. Uh, uh, ELP's going for a cover. And as Yujiro uh, lifts his arm up, he fucking punches El Phantasmo right in the balls. Uh, so I liked that. Uh, every if, Also another good factor of this match is El Phantasmo – He'll have Yujiro down on the on the mat or in the corner, and he'll look around because it's like, all right, where him house the torture dickheads out? Where are they? Where are they? Ah, there he is. There he is. Show comes out, and uh, Show, of course, he gets purple nurbled, but he does manage to pass the spanner to uh, <laughs> to Yujiro. It fails though. There is. Oh, by the way, Yujiro does like two. Pimp juices to El Fantasma. One of the floor, I think, and one in, in the ring at some point. So there's that. There's a sudden death, I think it was, to the nuts. Then the thunder kiss. 86. El Fantasma on two. Yajira on two. And I'll talk about the end of this match after you've talked about the match. What do you think? Uh, I love this. This is awesome. Yeah. And, you know, it basically ELP, which it's not El Fantasma. I don't know who told you that. It's extremely large. Large phallus. Yeah. Yeah, so Sorry. uh that's very important. Actually, during one of their promos backstage, Juice Robinson was talking to Yelp and he's like, Extremely large phallus, what do you think of this? Like that's what he's calling him now. It's pretty funny. Um so something that happened in this match that made me laugh so hard is that there's that pimp juice on the floor, right? So Usher is like, Oh, I'm gonna get a count out win. And so <laughs> they get the count out spot. And ELP's just rolling around on the floor out there, sounding like an idiot. And it's so funny, right? It like 17 and a half, he falls through the little gate, which I just thought was so funny. Like the, that little gate is makes me giggle every time he gets involved. And so he falls through the gate at like 17. You're like, oh my God, he's actually going to get counted out. But he didn't. He was selling and bumping like an absolute maniac in this match. And that's what made it great. You know, that's, what was what was great about it? Uh, he also did all the babyface spots, including when uh, show threw in the uh, spanner. He did the Eddie Guerrero trick with it, and yeah, the DQ Ujiro, which was awesome. I I just thought this was fantastic, man. This is really good stuff, and it just goes to show that what you know, uh, like, because Ujiro is so slow. Like, I mean, everything he does is, is even like by, to quote Kevin Kelly, at a snail's pace. And so ELP like makes this match good by, you know, selling everything and giving Yujiro time to get to the next thing. 
and it only drags a couple times and it really usually a, an entire future match will drag. So I love this a lot, but uh, Luke, there was a, uh, a bet, uh, you know, a wager at the beginning of this match. How did that work out at the end? Well, <laughs> well, at the end of the match, ELP wins and uh, he, uh, he also gets the girl. I don't know if it's permanent or it's just a, a fun thing they did for uh, for this night of the G1, but as ELP's walking back down the ramp, he's arm in arm with Peter. So what? It's I mean, like her decision. She decides to go with it. Oh, yeah. And and then she like makes this like obscene gesture on her way. <laughs> like, oh, okay, Peter. I mean, fine with me. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what a big ELP. No, uh, so good stuff. ELP knew how to work with Yujiro. You're right. Yujiro has a certain way of wrestling, and ELP was like, yeah, I can work with that. And he did. Match was great. So, speaking of great, Mr. Andy, what did you think of this B block match, Sonata versus Tai Chi? Well, this is always great. And, you know, I'm not happy with the outcome, but at the same time, it's fine. Um, you know, we get the full Miho Abe uh, entrance. Fucking Chris Charlton is like, all Japan, all Japan, all Japan. He just keeps saying that over top of the best singer in the world singing the greatest song ever. It's really frustrating, but, you know, OK, it's fine. He's got to He's got to get his big, long spiel in about all Japan because um, these guys were in there, but they weren't in at the same time. And actually, this is a, you know, Muda trains Sonata, but that was a different age of All Japan. So this move doesn't really connect with that. It's like, dude. Oh, for fuck's sake. Enough. Yeah, like, <laughs> yes. okay, like enough. Like, take, like pick one thing. Pick one thing and make a point about that. Not everything. So just a little much. But, uh, you know, Tai Chi, he is like, fuck you, Sonata. And he, he does a peck off right at the beginning. But Sonata's like, no, I want to lock up and wrestle. But that's not true. He just wants to get a move in and then do the peck off. And that's it's like, you know, basically they do sequences where one of them kind of gets over on the other. And then that the person who got over will go in the corner and do the pecs, you know, and Sonata <laughs> is kind of winning this stuff. And I'm not happy about it. It's fucking bullshit. So Tai Chi gets in the ring and he just immediately goes with the shitty kicks and is like, fuck you. The ch- he even yells at him. He says the chest games are over. He says, and so Sonata gets all the stuff in and then he pecks it up. I thought the chess games were over, asshole. And it gets very, very, very good. Apparently, uh, you know, this is the time in the match when you want to explain the All Japan connections, as Trish Charlton does, when they hit all kinds of uh, All Japan moves on each other, kicking out at one each time. And then they do the dizzy sell and they both go down at the same time. That was fun. Uh, we get a second rope choke slam, but Sonata flips out of it, lands on his feet. He hits a TKO for two. Skull in, and Sonata goes for the uh, moonsault. But uh, this is so cool. The ending's so cool. Taichi, he gets his knees up. Taichi goes for Sonata's eye a bunch of times. In this big, long sequence here at the end, he gets the sumo throw, goes for the elbow, but he misses O'Connor roll for the win. Boo. And... How many times did Tai Chi block the O'Connor roll in this match for it to finally be the thing to beat him? It's that's like three or four. Yeah, it was yeah. a lot. And it's like, God damn it. Yeah. I, I think they should outlaw the O'Connor roll. It's not fair. It's so not this fair time, Tai Chi. I, I feel like the last time Sonata hit it in this match, uh, the other times 
he didn't uh, Tai Chi didn't quite have that momentum that Sonata could use against him. But oh, he's missed. He's gone into the ropes. Extra yep. momentum now. Boom. Uh, and caught by surprise because you know Tai Chi thought he was going to smash uh, uh, Sonata. I really like Tai Chi's psychology here of like I'm just going to punch this guy in the face because his eyes fucked, isn't it? Right. Yeah. Smart. You can, like I just. One thing I do want to mention about that, what's amazing about Tai Chi is you see on his face the moment he thinks about it, where he's like, you could tell what he's thinking. He's like, oh, I think I'm going to go for the eye now. He's like, wait a second, this guy's eyes fucked. And you see it on his face, and then he does it. How good is that? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's awesome. (laughs) This match is great. Could have gone either way. Awesome reversals. They even have some suplex spots, some just... Oh, just fast paced, awesome stuff, great chemistry. I think uh, you know Taichi Sonata is always a great time. And yes, Sonata does that thing that fucking annoys the shit out of me. He wins. <laughs> yeah, just, he's on two thought, now. Taichi also on two. Wouldn't it have been cool for Taichi to? I mean, it might still happen, but I'd love to see him get to the finals this year. You know, I mean, like it's probably not going to happen, but man, come on. It'd be pretty cool. Tai, tai Chi was here all through the pandemic. He didn't move back to America or wherever he's from, to to the you know the castle that he lives in. He 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 fucking stayed, so he deserves championship. Just saying. Damn straight, he does, and he deserves to have a little bit of a run with it. I feel like every time he has gold, he maybe retains it once and loses it, or he just loses it. Give him a reign. I wish he could never, never title. I wish he get the never title back from Carl Anderson, which you yeah. know it's gone now. We'll never see it again, I guess. Tai Chi having the never title a couple of years ago, eh, that's, that's fine. But, it's good. Yeah. but this now, Tai Chi having the never now. open title, yeah, hell yeah. I All liked right, his so never that. his never run before, but at the same time, he was he was a different wrestler. Yeah, I agreed. So let's go to this match, which is incredibly short. It is a block action. It is Jeff Cobb versus Bad Luck Fale. Blink or you'll miss it, everybody. But uh, Fale dominates early in this match. And by really early, I mean right at the start because this match is short as fuck. Cobb, in fact, uh, Cobb nearly cops a Bad Luck Fall, but he manages to get out of it. He hits a vertical suplex on Fale, which looked amazing. Then a tour of the islands that makes the crowd just go nuts. And one, two, three. That's it. Jeff Cobb to Vale to. What do you think? It was seven minutes, so I guess it was a little, a little shorter than I thought it was. I thought it was a little longer because it's like a slow plotting big man match, which makes it feel longer, you know, a little bit. Ah, so, uh, yeah. Um, but it's interesting because like this has good psychology. There, there's not much to this match as far as psychology goes, but it's good. It's, it's that you know Cobb is the smaller guy. So, you know, he gets overpowered and he has to think of different ways to win. And so he does. And it's just, I mean, the crowd's reaction when he hit the the tour of the islands is like the slow tour of the islands, which made it even better because, you know, I I like it when he hits it fast on a a small opponent. But when he hits it slow on a big opponent, that's almost even cooler, man. And uh, I don't know. I thought this was so great. And I just wish Lance Archer would sell like Fale. Oh yeah, F- selling is definitely not a problem. Farley has he? He does yeah. good at that. You know, I mean, some of it's a little cartoony at the sa- but at the same time, 
you know, he's not pretending that stuff didn't happen unless it's versus Lance Archer. Then he is. Yeah. Right? <laughs> hey, if, if Archer's not going to sell for Farley, you think Farley's going to do the same? No. I guess Come not. On. Now, Luke, what did you think of the surfing spot? Because you kind of called that, right? <laughs> I can't remember it. I did not. Like, this match was so, so short. What, remind well, me. What you had called was that you said that, well, you want to see Jeff Cobb take the Tonga massage and then respond by hitting the, the surf, which he yeah. did not surf on uh, Fale in this match. He he was too much in trouble for games in this one. So he was the, you know, uh, fighting from underneath in this one. So he uh, he did surf or the, Fale surfed on him and that caught yeah. a huge crowd reaction. And it was pretty cool. Hang 10. Yeah, sorry. I do remember that now. Because I was like, wait, I don't remember Cobb surfing Farley. That's why you confused my brain. Uh, so, yeah, there is that. <laughs> hey, um, I don't mind if some of these big man matches are kind of short. Because if you're a big dude hitting power moves on someone, it's going to fuck them up. So, I don't yeah. mind. Makes sense. It was good. And this match being short makes me think the next match is going to be long. And it was kind of, because Naito kind tends of. to have some of the longer matches in, in the G1 every year. It is B-block action. It is Hiroshi Tanahashi. Oh, by the way, Cobb on two, Farley on two. It is Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Tetsuya Naito. You watched this fresher than I did. Also, you know, I started with the previous match. So what did you think of this main event time, Naito versus Tanahashi? Well, I think this kind of match is kind of above, you know, taking play-by-play notes. I think this is the top echelon of New Japan. You know, it's two of the best guys in the world going at it in a main event of the G1. I mean, this is quintessential New Japan awesomeness. And so, you know, I I don't have like uh, play by play notes, but this is these two wrestlers. Fantastic version of the New Japan Strong Style main event, which you could say is the definitive version, you know, depending on who you are. I mean, like this is. This is what you want here. It's fantastic. The story of this match is that Naito is taking Tanahashi lightly and he's being a dick. And Tanahashi basically just makes him pay by taking everything Naito can dish out and outsmarting him and sneaking in a win at the end. And we've seen this before. The story of of, uh, Tanahashi's career is as he gets older, he's having to find different ways to win. You know, Uh, I mean, look at what it took to beat Kenta. You know, <laughs> look at what yeah. he had to do to beat Kenta. Now, that was the, kind of the opposite of the smart thing to do. But he he knows he has to change up his, his game plan if he's going to beat some of these younger guys. And so I just thought that was a fantastic story. All the moves look incredible, you know. Uh, and it's funny, too, because a lot like uh, the Taichi versus Sonata match, the finish of this match is where Tanahashi used um, – Naito's uh, momentum against him. He was going for the Destino. He runs in, and that's what the momentum that Tanahashi uses to get the roll up, uh, the little side roll up. And it just kind of goes to show. I, I'm sad that Naito lost, but you know that's kind of what he does. And you can't ever start shit and out. strong. I was just gonna say you can't ever count Tanahashi out. My apologies, dude. Uh, yeah, this this is kind of isn't this matchup like one of the reasons we watch New Japan just to yeah, see absolutely. these two absolute legends 
knocked the shit out of each other. This was like wrestling heaven. What more do you want? These two guys in the main event, I think the commentators mentioned that it's been a while since Tanahashi has pinned or defeated Naito. Uh, so it might have been even when uh, they were fighting over the IC title or something. So it's been a while since uh, Tanner's come up with a victory man, against him. That so. feud was so awesome. That awesome, feud man. was just so great, man. I have to go back and watch some of that. So much cool shit came from that feud. Yeah. And dude, though, you mentioned, uh, I think, before we started recording something that annoys you, and it annoys me too. It is the miscalling of the Aces High. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, as uh, Mr. Guy and I understand the Aces High, or, okay, I understand the yeah, Aces High. Tanahashi gets on the top rope. The other guy is standing on the floor on the outside. And he does the high five flow onto them as they're standing, like a gigantic fucking crossbody. And that's the Aces High. When he's doing it and the guy's like just standing in the ring, that's not an Aces High. That's a standing high five flow. There are goddamn differences. And I'm going to nitpick the shit out of them because they're important. <laughs> well, I, I'm on the other side of that. I mean, like, I have straight up in my notes, which is it? Is it aces high or is it high fly flow? And the way I always saw it is that the high fly flow is the high fly flow, no matter what variation of it it is, you know, because it used to be he would hit it to standing opponent, he hit it to the opponent that's on his belly, and he hit it to his opponent that's standing on the outside, he hits opponent that's, you know, just regular, like a, you know, laying on their back on in the ring. So I, I always saw that every single one of those were high fly flows, just different variations of them that you don't need to give a name to. Kevin Kelly is the only person I've ever heard say Ace is high, except for the article that that's like an interview series on New Japan uh, 1972.com. <laughs> but like, so I always, when he said Ace is high originally, I thought he meant the like somersault senton thing off the second rope. And so I, my rule, the way it is in my uh, head, is that everything's a high five flow, you know, that is that crossbody, that that frog splash thing. So that's what I'm going to call it. Sweet. Uh, Mr. Tanahashi, uh, send us an email. Uh, cut for I think because yeah. uh, we you know that you're listening. Also, I love that Naito also has these pins that he can use to kind of sneak out a win, and that's how we lost. <laughs> <laughs> he was getting... pissed too. Like his reaction was like, like normally Naito when he loses, he's like ah, you know, he either is like so beat up he just has his head down, or he's kind of like ah, you got me. This one hit, got him. He was pissed. You could tell. It was great. Like, God damn it. I've got to try super hard for the next matches to yeah. win now. Fuck. Well, like, yeah. and, and like. In typical Chris Charlton's, fashion. Chris Charlton's already throwing dirt on him. Like, what the fuck, man? I kind of, that was one thing that got me about commentary. And, Chris, and, and Kevin did it too, is that they were like trying to predict what's going to happen. Don't do that. Stop. Yeah, <laughs> because. My, yeah, don't if, do that. Because. When uh, commentators start predicting things, one of the things they predict might be the right one, and you, then it happens, and you're just like, oh, you fucking spoiled it. What the fuck? They are really bad about spoiling shit, you know? And so, like, that's that I – and, you know, my the reason I'm harping on it this week is, I, is that this, like, 
I've been listening to the shows. I figured out how to finally how to attach my headphones to the TV. So now when I watch it on my TV, I have the headphones on and it's really loud and I can hear everything that's going on a lot better. So um, I am old, by the way. And so I've really kind of noticed their commentary a little more. They had fun. I'm not mad at them or anything. And they're good. They're doing a great job. It's just, you know, we do a podcast. We have to talk about it. <laughs> yes, we do. All right. By the way, I do uh, uh, one final thing I mentioned. I don't really mention strong, but I do like the idea that the uh, team of Chris Daniels and Yuya Uramura are in the finals to win the strong tag titles. And I hope they win. Yeah, me too. I think that'd be fucking awesome. And hey, Yuya Uramura wrestling with uh, Chris Daniels, dude. That's an education right there. That's awesome. Right. That's valuable. Valuable time. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I really hope that like him winning those titles could be way to well. I just want I want someone to debut at the G1 Finals. I want there to be a new person at the G1 Finals. And you know what I really want is I want this year, sometime soon. We need one of those coming soon videos. Come on, New Japan, give us a coming soon video. Those are so fun. I love. It's been them. a while since we've seen one of those, right? It's been fucking right. Wado. <laughs> Don't don't let it end on Watto. Come on. <laughs> it's not his fault oh, all the indeed. way. All right. So just to quickly mention what we have to look forward to on Tuesday and Wednesday night, uh, we will have the debut, thank fuck, of the Great Akan in the G1 against Chase Owens. Then we'll have uh, Kenta versus Evil, Tom Lawler. Oh, my God, a debut. Yay. Tom Lawler versus Lance Archer. And also David Finley versus Juice Robinson, which I think will be fucking awesome if that preview match was any indication. Yeah. And then on the Wednesday, we got uh, Osprey versus uh, Huge Huge, uh, Yujiro Takahashi. I wonder if he's going to be all despondent and stuff because he has to come out without Peter or will Peter be there? They better keep it. I hope they just keep it the rest of it. And then eventually, somehow, in a tag match, he ends up giving her back by the end. That's, that's what she, right? It's got to be that. Come on. Yeah. Uh, and we'll also have, uh, this will be fun, Toriano versus Bad Luck Fale. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, we also have a match with, which I think might be hard-hitting as fuck. This will be great. Uh, I know Goto's in it, but Hiroki Goto versus Aaron Hanare. I don't know, man. Like. It's going to be interesting because like... you say that, and I agree, that Goto's a good wrestler, but he's not the kind of wrestler that can make other wrestlers look good. Like, you he's... know, like an Ed Carter or Shingo right. or something. He's, he'll, I mean, he's good enough to make Hanari look good, though, because so, Hanari's pretty yeah. good. I feel like that when... Remember when Hanari first showed up as, like, uh, he was like, oh, I'm no longer a young lion, and he just didn't do... Uh, an excursion and he did a few matches like that were just like really good i feel like that one of them was with ishi that was like uh, yes oh, correct that's what this guy can do and i feel like there was a one with uh, goto too that was like yeah i think this is great and so they'll crush it this will be this might be never as fuck yeah i agree also like i feel like because of the whole covid situation some th- some storylines and things must have been like put on pause or hold, including Aaron and Hare's push. So 
right. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, happened, that happened a long time ago, man. Yeah. It, it hap- it's happened more than once. And speaking of Mr. Ishii, our uh, main event on that Wednesday night will be Tamatonga versus Ishii, Battle of the uh, Former Never Open Champions. Should be fun. I hope it's 100 miles an hour. You know, it's like 13 minutes long, and it's just like fucking go the whole match because they can do that, and it would be like kind of like a Shingo style never match. That'd be cool. Yeah. So uh, lots to look forward to. Lots of good stuff that we've watched. How do you feel? Like, you, like, man, are we even? We're not even halfway. We're nowhere near it, are we? No, we're five nights in. Um, another exciting thing is that Broken Arm Young Lion is returning to the ring. Awesome. And, uh, good. Yeah, he's tagging with like. Tanahashi. <laughs> oh, nice. Hey, somebody's gonna uh, break his arm. Oh my goodness! And you know everyone's just gonna go for the arm as well. And yeah, man, that's why I, he I, needs to get the storyline steel plate in there. You know, so that that's not you can go for it, but when you go for it, that's a double-edged sword because he'll get you. That's a good I story. Hope, I really hope that's not his wank arm too, because that would be really devastating. He'd have to turn. He'd have to become one of those um, guys who are ambi wankstress. Uh, Switch hitter. <laughs> oh that's, shit! That's, that's something else. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, do you have anything more to add, Mister Guy? Or should we I end? Don't think so. Switch hitting. Yeah, <laughs> I should end it right now. Cause wow, yeah. <laughs> it's getting a little chippy in here. Oh, man, I'm getting on the cold myself. All right. So with that all out of the way, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you again very soon. And as sometimes in Gato, we trust. Earth friends. Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs>